Yo, what up, Nashville 3 HL is on the air, 104.5, the zone, Britt Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay. Hey. What are you doing? Get out of my space, Sorry. woman. Now that she's allowed to be in your space. I said, woo-hoo! Well, here's, here's what happened to Don Davenport after four or five years or whatever it is of you doing this. She finally bought headphones. Finally, I bought my own headphones. But what happened to your headphones? I freaking left them in the dang car. <laughs> I just, I just, I mean, I'm a So here she comes right over the top of me trying to get some headphones. Right over the top. That's how I roll. Well, you went over the top on Sunday. If anybody has seen Dan Walken, who writes for USA Today Sports and lives in Memphis, there's a chalk outline left of that dude. See, boom, shakalaka him. That's what that old NBA jam term. Boom, shakalaka when they go over the top. I that. That was so great. I asked you boys. I said, am I allowed to do this? Can I press send? Listen. Brent was like, I mean... Uh, Why here, do you feud down, Tom? I said you're feuding <laughs> down. With all due respect to Dan Walken, you're feuding down with that dude. So here's what happened. Dan, and then we'll get to the uh, the formal intros. Yes. Dan Walken uh, put out a tweet. How is ESPN's top NFL reporter going to report on the biggest story in the NFL when part of the investigation, if made public, would reveal him sending copy he hadn't yet filed to the general manager of the team in question to edit? What a mess. So what happened there was – Apparently, Adam Schefter got caught up in all these emails. Right. And one of the emails he had sent to the owner of the Washington football team, here's a story I'm about to put out for ESPN. Let me know if there's any corrections that need to be made. And even called Do him. Do you want to edit? Yeah, I called him the editor. I mean, it's not a good look. Don't it's get not me a good wrong. Look. But there are all kinds of ways these dudes get information, man. Yeah, and, and, and it's all about relationships. It's all about relationships because you're not getting info if there's not some give and take with a source, and that's how it works. I just wonder, what I want to know is if anything changed from his original piece within that email because that's the big question. You can't just assume, right? Because right? then anyway. is the owner of the football team actually writing the story. Correct, yeah. right. But if so. he's like, oh, hey, edit it, and then he gets back edits, and he's like, yeah, not changing that, but thanks, then it's a moot point. It's a different way of, of fact-checking. So back in the day, and Tennessee fan will remember this, but uh, if you're not, you won't probably. But da- back in the day, during the Greg Schiano thing, all that happened on a Sunday. So I remember sitting there watching NFL football, and I'm like, and the report was Tennessee's going to hire Greg Schiano. And I'm like, oh, that's a bad fit. That's a square peg right there. Northeast dude in Knoxville, all this stuff. So the Tennessee fan base – that's that's really the first time we saw the power that a mob could have on social media to get things done. Mm-hmm. So the vitriol and the reaction by Tennessee fans on social media caused that hire not to happen. So Dan wow, Walken, who used to write for the Memphis Commercial Appeal back in the day, been around this guy for a long time. Um, I mean, good dude outside of, you know, all this other stuff. Just weird, <laughs> weird stuff uh, that we'll get to. Holier than thou freaking yeah, attitude. That, that part of it. I mean, you know, none of us are perfect, but that's, you know, that's. No, we all screw up. But that, this that's guy. one of the things that's in his personality, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, can be annoying to some for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Walken, like, calls out the Tennessee fan base. All right. So Tennessee fans start going at him. So he just starts blocking people all over the place, which. <laughs> I had forgotten that part until you did what you did today. Yeah. And then a lot of the comments, and we'll, we'll, I'll read what you wrote earlier. I was going to do this later in the show, but it came up now. So, 
a lot of the comments were, hey, Davenport, can you let me know what's going on here? Because I got blocked back in the Tennessee Can you thing. screenshot it? Because yeah. <laughs> Wolken, Seriously, I'm pretty sure Wolken has more Vol fans blocked than I actually have followers, followers on Twitter. Like, <laughs> seriously. Funny. And it's not like you have 200 followers. No, I have 30-something thousand, yeah. whatever. But, yeah, goodness. So, Dan Walken, apparently, <laughs> in the course of all of this, there was a lot of ten, uh, you know, freedom of information, freedom of information act um, requests that got text messages from the AD at the time, John Curry, uh, who is from Brevard, North Carolina. I found out over the weekend. I actually which is weird. just chatted with him uh, last week because he's he? now the Wake Forest AD. Oh, so right. I talked to him for a sure. long time. Yeah. Um. And so anyway, like his text messages got put out there. So Dan Walken got put into that, just like Schefter in this email thing. Same thing. And so Dan Walken was like, you know, um, I'll I'll help with PR, but I don't think anybody will listen to me, that kind of thing. Well, basically what it was, was Walken texted him and said, congrats um, on a new coach hire. I'm assuming it's Shiano, question mark. Trying to get the information. Exactly. To which Curry said, I hope so. You know, I'm going to need some help with the PR and and I left this part off, but Curry's second part of that was basically our fan base are a bunch of That's wackos. Crazy, yeah. uh, wacko, I think, is the word he used. Wacko, much more intense of a word. I feel like that's way worse crazy. than crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, to which Dan's response was, I'll help. Not sure they'll listen. Yes. I'm sorry, but that so, looks pretty unfreaking ethical to me. So now, that's the backstory. So then yes. again... His tweet about the Schefter situation. How is ESPN's top NFL reporter going to report on the biggest story in the NFL when part of the investigation, if made public, would reveal him sending copy he hadn't yet filed to the general manager of the team in question to edit? What a mess. So you came at us, and you're like, how has nobody called this guy on this? And I, I, I was like, when I read what he wrote, I'm like, somebody's going to hammer him. You immediately thought of the Tennessee Curry text, right? Somebody's that is the him. first thing I thought of. Somebody's going to hammer him. So you send us a tweet, and I'm like, don't feud down. <laughs> you know exactly what you said. And I'm always like, we always call you like the, the caution, the yellow light on the show. I'm the yellow light on the, on the you know, fighting on Twitter thing. Yeah. And so... Slay is like, I don't know who this guy guy is, but I got your back, Don. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to ride. Let's oh, do it. Slay, Slay gave me, like, the green freaking light. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they're all green from Slay. <laughs> and so I wrote, I got your back, too, but dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> the yield side. So Davenport. I 30 texts too late. I was, yeah. Yeah, this has all been decided by I knew, time I, saw I knew you were with me. I knew yeah. you would have given me I, the I, green. I was with the spirit. So yeah. then Davenport retweets and writes, am I the only one that sees the irony in this tweet? At Dan Walken, I think I remember some texts a few years ago with an A.D., Regarding the Vols football hire, hashtag Vols, nice, nicely done there. I should have hashtagged Vol Twitter. Yeah, well, they got it. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Vols football hire. Quote, going to need some help with the PR. Your response, quote, I'll help. Not sure they'll listen, end quote. But it's not the same, right? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Uh, but it's not th- the same. He, he 100% feels like it's not the same. So he immediately starts going in. And I'm like, when... When you wrote that, I'm like, he's going to DM me because he DM me about some stuff that Chad Withrow used to say about him. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you DMing me? DM him. Right. Like, yeah. And plus, why do you care? Like, that's my response. Um, 
1,097 likes, 150 retweets. Getting to it. And 43 replies. Well, All Nation now loves you. I know. See, Queen. I'm telling you, Woken cannot come at me and say that I'm, oh, I'm a Vol homer because Vol Nation thinks that I hate the Vols. So you can't can't come at me I think with this that. this is needed, Slay. Uh, yeah, welcome to the party. <laughs> welcome to the party. We stand with you, Babs. I speak on all of behalf. By of- the way, while we're on this, the point spread, Ole Miss was a four-point favorite in the beginning, then three and a half, then three, today, two and a half. Really? What does that tell you? She, she always comes up to really. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, was, I mean, they're F- on yeah. your side. It like, Stop. I just can't believe it. Yesterday, I it can't was. believe they would be. <laughs> FPI on who in their right mind is picking this? Like yesterday, it was ESPN's EFPI, FPI, FPI, yeah, giving Tennessee a fifty-three percent chance to win, fifty-three point eight percent chance. Oh yeah, almost fifty-four. And your response was really? And Slay looked at you in a way I've never seen him look at anybody. I thought he was going to destroy me, drag me. You just gave the same answer. Two and a half. Babs were really at the deficit now. Two and a half. All right, Britt Doherty. What does uh, that mean? What's the change mean? uh, Money going toward uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, yep. It's going to end up being a pick on Babs. I wonder if it's professional money going towards Tennessee. You don't think it's going to end up being a pick? Early in the week, it would be professional money. That would be a slap in the face if it ended up being a pick on. It's not going to be a pick. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't believe it will be, but if it is, number 13. Did you get turned it early? Out <laughs> yes. I mean, to me, it's like it's a pick em. I <laughs> yeah, mean, the way that we bet it, yeah. it was a pick em. Yeah. <laughs> And I got it early, Babs. Oh, I know you Just did. So you got myself. it at what, like five? I actually got it at three. All right, as we go to the break, uh, if you're new to the show, I am Brent Doherty. <laughs> there hey, is Don Davenport over there just lobbing people's heads off today. Hi. And there he is, Ron Slay. Yeah. Yes. Whoop. Mm. Mm. Go balls. I kind of mm. like mm. coming Go out balls. of our first segment with this. Mm. Mm. Go Keep going. Hey. All right. We're going to hit the break. When we come back, we're going to take Sean's call because she's Sean says Dawn is Nashville. I, I want to hear this. I like it. And then we'll go to Coach Mack, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. We'll talk about the win against the Jags. Um, some of the news coming out uh, today. Julio Jones on the practice field. Imani Hooker has been designated to return. Avery Williamson is back. There's a lot to get to with Coach Mack. Obviously, the matchup with the Bills coming up on Monday Night Football. Titans will wear all Navy on Monday. I, I, like actually, I actually have, because of a really cool Twitter feed, at Titans Uni. I have the stats for the Titans in terms of wins and losses Ooh, okay. in All-Navy. Yeah. So we've got that for you. Are all we going to like it or dislike it if we're know. Titans fans? I mean, it's like any bit of information that you get from, say, Buck Rising. It's up to the consumer. You can spin it however you want to yeah, spin don't it. don't slam Buck, but you, you, can, you can take it for you however you want to take it. Can I, I want to go off And by the way, I stand with Buck too, on all this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got a lot to say about that. Too. I'm on freaking fire today. Get I haven't bats. been on fire in a long time. Dan Wolken, response to Buck's story that he broke, all of it just has me on freaking fire. All right. Well, this break needs to happen now. Fire. <laughs> 3 HL 104.5 The Zone. Coach Matt coming up this segment. Real quick, as promised, Sean wants to talk about Dawn. Uh, Sean, say hello to Dawn. But I just have a question. You know, obviously Dawn has got some serious, you know, 
experience in Nashville, uh, doing television, doing radio, doing all this stuff. So, you know, with a face for TV, you know, <laughs> unlike one of our former colleagues who calls himself Nashville's media darling, <laughs> I would say that Big joke. Uh, we need to work on a campaign to get Mr. Dubin dethroned as Nashville's media darling <laughs> and have Don labeled as the true Nashville media darling. <laughs> Dubin will fight me for that one. But if you dethrone Dubin, that's giving him credit for being what he says he is. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, we don't we don't want to give we don't want to give him uh, that kind of credibility. But you know, I think that I think that Don deserves the credit. So, All right, thank you, Sean. You know, that was just my one thing. All right, go hey, Burroughs, yeah, I mean, buddy. We've got the mayor. We've got the mayor on the show. We've got the king of the boom boom room. Hey, you know, here I go. What? <laughs> why not make? Why not make it the, the national media darling also? Okay. Because Dubin just you need to you need to dethrone the ego. <laughs> Damn, and Sean Mike Dorgan, Dubin just second. riding around town like doing all kinds of like feel good stories on people. I know, right? Just getting his head knocked off right now by Sean. Hey, I, go go Burrow, Sean. Oh yeah, well I you know I, I go back with Dubin when he was at the Outback. Great guy, wonderful guy. Not knocking him on that. He just doesn't have a face of a media darling. He, okay. he, he <laughs> you know I know he dressed up like one of the darlings on Mini Pearl Day. But that's still not <laughs> quite being a media darling. For those that, so, that don't know, Appreciate baby, it. who aren't from Nashville, Joe Dubin has been in sports media for a long time, did uh, Big Joe on the go for a long mm-hmm. time, local guy born and raised here in town, played he, football at, what, McGavick, McGavick High School yep. back in the day. Awesome dude. I worked with him in my time at WKRN. We had dance party Fridays every high school football Friday night, and we just rocked that freaking office on a Friday night. Dubin Love me some Big Joe. Text me every uh, year when my guy Connor has his birthday, and he, he's a uh, senior at CPA now. Because, Dubin remembers because that was his first day on television. Really? Was so the funny. day that Connor was born. Wow. <laughs> so he's always like, happy birthday to Z-Dog. Yeah, shout yeah, out to Big good, Joe, man. Big, good dude. It was everything that, because you told me about him, I had to work the, the taste of the. Oh, Donaldson. Donaldson, yeah, 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 taste yeah. of Donaldson. And he was there. Well, of Joe, course he was the there, go. yeah. That's, I like Big Joe. So I am, I'm working uh, Cal, Oregon this weekend. Peter, hey. Peter Sermon is the defensive coordinator for Cal. So I'm sitting on a coach's call with him, and he's we're talking. About, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into what we were talking about, but he was just talking about some of the great coaches that he has learned from over the years. And what does he do? He drops a Jeff Fisher and a Dave McGinnis in our call. Speaking of, Coach Mack joins us coach now for Mack. his week, weekly visit. Hey, Coach Mack, how are you? Oh, uh, that's on me. Let me tell you something. He was one of the smarter players I ever had. He and Keith Bullock together were really a great tandem behind the line of scrimmage. Keith Bullock loved playing with him, too. So uh, tell Peter Sermon, Coach Mack appreciates him. Always have, always will. And, uh, Don, I vote for you. And I would uh, venture to say that Joe Dubin would be glad to say that you're the media darling because <laughs> he does a lot of good things, but he's not darling. <laughs> well, Don, Don's the queen of sports talk radio, so I don't know oh, if we no, can give, give her additional, that. I hate that. additional titles. No, well, I mean, no. it's stuck because no. in your little war with Dan Walken today, everybody was pointing out, that the queen has spoken. If Don doesn't like it, then I don't like it. <laughs> there we go. Would Coach you Mack like to, doesn't like Dan Wilkin. 
are, are, are you looking forward to watching uh, the defenses in this Tennessee Ole Miss game on Saturday? I, I look, I'm all in on the Vols. I mean, by the way, I mean, I'm all I'm all in on the Vols because here's what I like about what Tennessee's doing. We're talking uh, from a coaching aspect. Mm-hmm. You can tell by watching them play. Offense, defense, if you don't know anything about the X's and O's of football, they've got a plan. They've got a legitimate plan, and they're sticking to it, and they're getting better weekly because those players are being allowed to play fast because the coaching staff is not trying to be perfect with every call they make. I love watching that type of intelligent football. Let me ask you this, with the speed uh, with which they are running plays offensively, um, particularly in the first half when they build big leads in these last two games, a- am I correct to think, okay, they've they've outlined what they want to do on this drive based on this personnel, so we're going to keep this personnel in the game so the defense can't sub, and we've got like eight or nine plays that we can run out of that, and then by then we'll be in the end zone. Am I way off on that? No, that's a that's a huge part. You're not way off at all. That's a huge part of it. But understand this, and, and for the people that are listening, I know there's a lot of Vols fans listening, because, uh, you know, I do that coach-to-coach show with Doug Matthews. We take deep dives. You know, I watch a lot of Southeastern Conference film to do that show in my prep work. Yeah. And, and let, me, let me tell you, don't get it twisted that this offense is a throwing offense. That's right. It all generates from that run game. That's right. Because if you, if you can generate the run game like they're doing right now, the second-level players for your opponent, I don't care who you're playing, they're, you know, they're in conflict downs constantly. And then the more that these receivers learn how to get in concert with their quarterback as far as on the snap of the ball, how they are going to read and react to the looks that they're getting in the back end, man-to-man's easy because that, that declares itself. But when they can learn to find the proper spacing in four deep, two deep, and three deep, you're going to see even more yards. I love the offense. See, I was going to bring that. I'm glad you went there. I was going to bring this up a little later. Uh, for those watching the Tennessee Ole Miss game this weekend, watch the run game. You're dead up. Tennessee number two in the SEC in rushing, Ole Miss number four. And I think that would surprise a lot of people. Well, it only surprises if you don't know about football. Yeah. Because here's the deal with that. With that, you know, when this thing all started, when this thing all started, you know, this air raid type of thing that, that people do. It's the run game because you spread people out, and then, as I say, if you could run the ball, your second level players, you only get to play with eleven on defense. And as wide as the hash marks are in, in, in collegiate football, you could. There's some huge gashes, gaps in there that are there for the run game if you can make it work. And right now, Tennessee's made it work, especially the last two weeks. I, I like watching them play. So do you think that game goes down to the wire, Coach? I mean, I don't know how the hell that game's going to go. I know this. There's going to be some points scored. And guess what, Coach Mack? It's going to be somebody up there with their head blown off. And that's going to be me in the stands going bananas, Coach Mack. I told, I know you told me to keep my powder dry, man. Coach Mack, it's going to be rough on this one, baby. It's going to be rough on this one. You hear me? You, you've never heard me tell you to keep your powder dry on the balls. And here's the thing, Ron Slade, know this. They start beating these teams on this tier in the Southeastern mm. Conference, get a couple of recruiting classes back-to-back, and you got a chance. Oh. That's all I've been saying, Coach Mack. Keep his staff together. Let these let these guys get their guys in. Get a couple four stars, five stars, three stars, because we see they can develop guys. I mean, 
<laughs> they've already scored more points Woo! than they scored all of last season. It, they've got more points through six games than any six-game start to a season since 1990. And you go, that's I mean, because they've got that's because they've got a plan, and they're not changing week to week, yes. trying to make perfect calls on every play. Football is not a perfect game. It is a game of of confidence, and it is a game of execution. And when you're constantly trying to be perfect, you're not going to execute with speed. Hello. Love it. Titans with the win in Jacksonville. Uh, let me ask you about Trevor Lawrence real quick, being in the building, and, and you know, obviously we're watching the TV copy. Uh, what, what did that guy look like in, 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 in big picture? Kind of where do you think he can go? Brent, number one pick, franchise quarterback. Hello. That's what he is. Yeah. This, guy, this guy is a legitimate deal. I mean, and, and, and to me, I, I got an I got a, a interesting text that said, hey, Mac, the way they're playing right now, what would you think about the, the, the order that they're drafted in? Would you, would you still say it was the same? Because that's how I had them, you know, drafted the way they were. And I yep. said, absolutely. I said, Mac Jones went to the perfect place for him. Yep. The other two are athletes, you know, but one and two, it's exactly the way it should have gone. But this guy was better than all of them, and he is going to be. The thing that I really, really am impressed with this guy is, is he is, a, there is no panic in him. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of panic going on around him. I mean, we don't even need to get into all of that. But this, this dude is a he is a generational player, and this dude is also a legitimate franchise quarterback. We always have to get into Derrick Henry with you, of course. Uh, Titans have won four in a row against Jacksonville, eight out of nine now. Derrick Henry with 62 rushing touchdowns is the third running back in franchise history with 60 or more. And the interesting thing about it, Eddie George uh, was 64 in eight seasons. Earl Campbell uh, one of my favorite players of all time, 73 in six seasons plus six games. Henry, 62 in five full seasons plus six games. So, um, uh, you know, we, we we talk a lot about the impact that that guy has on the football game, and you can just watch in the second half him doing what he does. Derrick Henry's getting in some rarefied air. He really is. And he and he's doing it with legitimate work. I mean, it, it 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 when you watch it, and 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 you guys do it just like our listeners do, Everybody stacked the line of scrimmage on this dude now for, for two mm-hmm. full seasons and now for the first five weeks, and they're going to continue to do it. And, you know, when you hear our, the broadcast, I thought Mike Keith, one of his better calls was the Yuli Bulldozer. Yes. Because that's 100% right. And the thing, the thing about it is, and you hear me laughing in the background yep. when he scores, because you look at those last two touchdowns he scored, I mean, everybody, they were stepping out of the way. They had enough. They'd had enough. They'd had enough of that dude. This guy is as physical, a consistent physical dude as I've ever, ever seen at the running back. And I have said this before. I came into this league with Walter Payton, and I thought I'd never see somebody that could consistently hammer you. This guy is different. Sweetness. Derrick Henry leads the NFL in rushing by 117 yards, has the most carries by 48, has two more rushing touchdowns than the field, on pace for 2176, the record 2105. But if you're wondering, and I think it's important, uh, we we talked to Roger Saffold about this. Winning is everything, but they want they want that record, and I think they they want it. They want the 2016 games. He's on pace for 2048 and 16 games as well. So, um, Derrick Henry, as well, you mentioned, a beat up offensive there. line. Yeah, 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 and 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 that's true, Don. And you said the truth there, but 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 understand this. I mean, I've been here with you know with a couple of two thousand yard rushers. You know, before and and here's and and here's and here's the deal: the offensive linemen they take great pride when the run game works because that is really where it's 
it's mono e mono and when people know that you have a back like that and you're facing those, that many people at the line of scrimmage, it's an accomplishment. Now, winning the ball game is everything. Yes. They'll all be fine if he doesn't have a massive day and they still win a ball game. Believe that. But there is an intrinsic pride in the offensive line when a running back does something that, as I said before, puts you in rarefied air because forever and ever they will be a piece of that too. Coach Mack, let me ask you this. What – what when you look at Buffalo, like they're hitting on all cylinders, offense, defense. What do the Titans need to do offensively to get around this defense and not have any laws, three and outs, and things of that nature going into this game on Monday night? Well, look, Les Frazier, I know very well. I've known Les since 1986. Yeah. Uh, you know, there with the Bears. Uh, you know, Les was going to be my secondary coach. When I was head coach of the Bears for six hours, didn't know it for three. He has been – I've known him forever. And, and here's what his strength is as a defensive coordinator. First of all, you talk about a plan. There's no panic to him. They played, they, they played 87 snaps last week against Kansas City and blitzed none. Mm. None. Four-man rush the whole time, mixed, mixed quarters, mixed some halves, mixed some thirds in zone. He's, he's got a definite plan, and he has got one of the most even temperaments that you will ever, ever see for a guy calling defenses in the National Football League. That's why he was such a great corner when he played. He was nothing, nothing rattled him. All right, now, here's where their strength is defensively. And you ask me about what the Titans have to do, here's what they're up against. They're up against a four-man front that is rotational consistently. Consistently. They've got fresh people in there all of the time. And so what you have to be able to do, you have to be able against a defense that plays like this you have to be able to have success on first and second down. Because if you get behind the chains on someone that is this patient and can rush you with fresh people, with four people, and you've got down and chains to go, you're giving yourself problems. First and second down, first and second down success this week, it's always big. This week, it's mandatory. Real quick about Kansas City, as you mentioned, uh, the, the job Buffalo did in rushing just four. It's funny, I heard the stat before Wink went at them, and he likes to blitz, as we know. But I heard the stat that Patrick Mahomes in his career had 40 touchdowns and one interception against the blitz. And then Wink didn't blitz, and now we're starting to see kind of a similar game plan from defenses. Brent, let me just talk a little defense with everybody right now. Here's the reason. I was a defensive coordinator in this league for a long time. And, and here's here's the thought process on that. And, you know, the 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 – popular thing to say with the uninitiated is blitz a rookie quarterback or blitz a really mobile quarterback no because when you blitz you clear up reads quickly okay it's one-on-one i mean you can see it you know it they know where to go with it if you play coverage and you can bogey and disguise coverage and play coverage and make him make decisions with his receivers we just talked about the university of tennessee having to make decisions on the move against zone defense and where the windows are a lot narrower in the National Football League with that type of thing, that's the way you do it. But you have to have enough patience to do it, and you have to because you're going to give up yards. You're going to give up yards doing that, but you've got to uh, put your ego aside and not worry about what the stat sheet says at the end of the game and be able to know that if you make them go the long way, sooner or later, you're going to get a chance to get your hands on it or, or they're not going to be. You, you, that way you keep explosives from happening. And explosives are the mitigating factor 
in the National Football League, just like they are in collegiate football. They're, they're, the, they're the things that even it out. And so if you've got enough patience and you've got enough stick to and you convince your players that's the best for you, it's the best way to go when you've got a quarterback that is an issue both with his legs and with his arm. Monday Night Football coming up. Catch it all on Titans Radio, and you can uh, catch us at Nissan Stadium doing our show live from there. Looking forward to it. Coach, thank you. Great stuff. Appreciate you. Guys, you're the best. Don, have a nice trip out to the West Coast, please. Thank you, Coach. It's going to be 40 degrees on Friday night, by the way. It's going to be what? 40 degrees on Friday night. 40. (laughs) You got a coat, don't you? (laughs) It's too early for that, Coach Mack. It's too early. Take a coat, take a gloves. I've been on the sideline with you before at Vanderbilt when it's been rainy and you're dressed perfectly, so you'll be fine. That's true. At there least it's not raining. Thanks, Coach, Coach Mack. There he is. <laughs> See you guys. Right, Presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Uh, but when, when do you come back? Saturday? Yeah. I think it's going to be 43 here. Oh, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Saturday it drops. <gasps> what the, is going on? Highs in the low 60s, lows in the mid 40s. Oh. Yeah. This one's going to look. That's, that's oh, coming. Nashville, no. All right, uh, Coach Mack presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. <laughs> when we come back, Austin Huff from CourtBats.com okay. will outline his case for Derrick Henry as NFL MVP. All right. Let's go. Somebody in this room has a bet on that. You better Pretty believe season. it. You better believe it. You'll be listening intently. Oh, yes. All right, that's next. 104.5 The Zone. Three HL one zero four five. The zone. Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay, and uh, this guy's done sports talk radio for like his entire career until he got a job doing AM drive time country DJ stuff in Chicago. How often does he play this song? Uh, f- first of all, just not to not to correct you, Brent. FM. Come on, man. It, it's a it's an FM. No, FM I meant morning drive. AM morning. AM oh. as in the morning time. <laughs> Good Lord, huh? Morning guy. Oh, my gosh. Brent, you can clearly tell I'm new to the morning radio scene. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know, like, so, morning is a.m. After yeah, no, is p.m. Right. And, and you guys drive, you guys host a p.m. show. I Look, I get it. I get it. I'm just an idiot. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still tired from waking up at 4 o'clock this morning. I got it. You're I got an it. idiot, huh? All right. Yes, that's true. Courtpads.com is the website. Courts with a K on all the socials, except for Instagram. It's courtpads2. Yes, thank you. Um, because <laughs> they got banned from Instagram. So th- they defied all odds and, and, and slid under the radar with Court Bats 2. Yeah, don't tell the, anyone. Don't Instagram tell anyone police. that we're back on Instagram, but at Court Bats 2 so, on, uh, on IG. So Derrick Henry for MVP, is that where we're going? Look, you had to know this take was coming. Oh, okay? yeah, shocking. I mean, it's shocking. <laughs> but listen, listen, even I am surprised at how early it's coming. But Brent, you're right. Derrick Henry should be not just MVP. Right now, he should be the front runner for NFL MVP. Now, obviously, like, again, like, like we all knew this take was coming again this year. Last year, I gave two of these takes on this very radio program. All right. And I mean, Cork Pats is the number one Derrick Henry fan site on the Internet. But I don't think any of us expected this take to come this early in the season. And and look, we know it's just that, okay, early. It's only week five. It's way too soon to be thinking about MVP. 
but it's also way too soon to be disrespecting Derek for this award this soon. And it's way too soon for Derek Henry to be doing the things that he's doing this year. You know how like Christmas decorations are showing up in stores earlier and earlier every year? Well, Christmas isn't the only thing coming early this year. Apparently so is the Henber. All right. We all know this man gets stronger and stronger as games and seasons go on. So what the hell should we expect come Christmas? All I know is if he stays healthy, Titans fans should expect a Merry Christmas and everyone else should expect a scary Christmas. Derrick Henry just rushed for 130 yards and three touchdowns and no one is talking about it. It has to be the quietest <laughs> buck 30 and three scores in the history of the sport, mainly because we expect it. It that, that's just a it's it's literally if literally any other running back in the sport did that, they'd be on the co next cover of Madden. But with Derek, it's just another day at the office for him. You could call it a lazy day at the office, like, you know, like a half day at work or or like the first two days of March madness levels of production at the office or or, or like the, the level of lazy when Peter tore down the wall of his cubicle and office space. All right. Like that's what we're getting from <laughs> Derrick Henry. And what makes this day even more impressive on 16 of his 29 carries and two of his three touchdowns, he faced a stacked box. People are literally turning his train tracks into a parking lot, and he's still barreling through car after car, truck after truck. What's up, Darius Leonard? And now for the third year in a row, he leads the sport in touchdowns versus stack boxes. Also for the third year in a row, he leads the league in rushing. Oh, and also for the third year in a row, he's getting completely disrespected by the rest of the country when it comes to MVP talk. According to DraftKings, guys, here's the very, very short list of guys who currently have better MVP odds than Derrick Henry. In order. You ready? Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, who's 44 years old, by the way, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, who looks weird in a helmet, Kirk freaking Cousins, Devontae Adams, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, and Joe Burrow. And then we've got our good friend, Derrick Henry. He's only one slot higher than, wait for it, Jameis Winston. <laughs> what? In the eyes of Vegas, Derrick is only one slot higher than a guy with bad eyes. A former blind dude. Are you kidding me? Derrick is doing things we've never seen on a football field. And people are like, yeah, but have you seen Kirk Cousins this year? <laughs> That would be like ranking the best actors in America right now and ranking Josh Hartnett over Tom Hanks. Josh Hartnett hasn't done anything in years, but Tom Hanks' full career is amazing. You can't sit there and tell me Pearl Harbor or Hollywood Homicide is better than Forrest Gump or The Green Mile. All right. And you can't tell me that Kirk Cousins or any of the other names are better than the, the castaway known as Derrick Henry. All right. Much like Tom Hanks, he's in a league of his own. He already left the Seahawks sleepless in Seattle. And there are many weeks where this Polar Express ends up saving Private Ryan, Tannehill. And plus, <laughs> he's, he's big. <laughs> Derek, I got your back because I love that thing you do. All right. After every 2,000-yard rushing season in history, there's only been eight, by the way. The previous seven have all had significant drop-offs in production the next season. Derek's on pace to have more yards rushing in the history of the sport. And yes, he has an extra game this year, but even his 16 game pace is better than last year. If you're one of those people who says, but he can't win MVP, he's not a quarterback. First off, is it the MVP or the MVQB? All right. And then you may say, oh, but it's a quarterback driven league. Oh, is that so? 
then are the Titans a quarterback-driven team? That's not a shot at Tannehill either. Tannehill's been amazing. But Derrick Henry's been that much better. And for quarterbacks to be great, you need great wide receivers. Josh Allen has that. Kyler Murray has that. The production Derrick pulls off is him and him alone. His offensive line isn't even having that great of a year. And yet he still has more yards rushing after contact than anyone else in the sport has total yards. Derrick Henry has rushed for over 100 yards in five of his six games. When Derrick rushes for over 100 yards, the Titans are 21-3. and What more does he have to do to prove how valuable he is? All I'm saying is you can't keep giving this guy Offensive Player of the Year and FedEx Ground Player of the Week awards and call it a day. It's time you start recognizing him for his true worth because look at him. Look at him. He is decaptain now. (laughs) (laughs) Arson Huff, there he goes. Corkmaster.com, great take there. That was really good. Love it. At Austin Huff on Twitter. That was not soft at all. Uh, No, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, When we come back, thank you, Austin. Appreciate it. Uh, When we come back, Josh Reynolds had a weird moment. He also only had one target against Jacksonville. What's going on there? We'll tell you when we come back. 3HL1045 The Zone.